Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. Condo Vultures is a real estate consultancy, primarily focused on condos located east of Interstate 95 in the Tri-County region of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Also at Condo Vultures, we are a buy-side brokerage. We assist buyers who are looking to sort of use data and take advantage of opportunities that might be in the South Florida condo market. So if you need any of those services, please feel free to reach out to us. If you're tuning into this podcast, you are here for the condo market analysis. It is a weekly report that we do on various sub-markets in and around the Tri-County South Florida area. We give an idea of what's really going on in the condo market. Break down the four segments. One segment is based on condos, another segment based on luxury condos, third segment based on distressed condos. And finally, the fourth segment is based on the rental market, trying to give you some perspective as to um, what's happening, what you should be anticipating, and likely where the market is headed, at least at, um, from our for you based on looking at the statistics. A couple things I mentioned to you before we go ahead and get into our discussion of each of the different categories. First and foremost, all the data we're collecting and we're going to be discussing. It's all available for you to uh, review. You can go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com. There, you will find the information under the market intelligence report. So you'll be able to take a look at not only the charts and the data from this particular podcast, but all previous podcasts, as well as it's our intention to post all of the data on all future podcasts. So that's an important um, element to sort of keep in mind. Now, if you are listening to our podcast in the traditional format and you want to check out the charts, Simply go into the description of the particular podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. However, if you're watching the podcast and uh, we now offer that capability, you can go to any platform that provides for video podcasts such as Spotify, or you can go to YouTube where our handle is going to be Condo Vultures TV. That's Condo Vultures TV. Now, in terms of the data, where are we getting them from? How are we collecting it? All of the data is coming from the multiple listing service. Multiple listing service is a database that is made available to people who join a club called the Realtor Association. In order to get into the Realtor Association, you basically need to get a real estate license and you need to pay a little bit more than $1,000 a year in order to have access. Who uses this database? It's gonna be those um, realtors who are hired on behalf of a seller or a buyer to go in and try to uh, help these individuals to do their real estate deals, whether it is a transaction, a buy or a sell, of a property or it's a lease, whether you're a tenant or you are a landlord looking to sort of fill up that space. In order to put a property in the multiple listing service, commission has to be offered. That commission is typically split between both sides of the deal. That individual who's representing the seller and or the landlord, as well as the individual representing the buyer or the tenant. So commission's gotta be offered up. Another thing to keep in mind uh, for this multiple listing service, all the data we're going to be talking about is going to be arranged for the year 2022, 2022. So that'll be January through December of 2022. Here we are in February. We're releasing this data. Why are we taking so long to release it? Simple. 
all of the data that's entered into the MLS is done manually because it's done manually, there tends to be a lag time. So what we do as a um, philosophy or a policy is we enter in or we discuss data after the fact, once everything's already uh, had time to process. So we're in February releasing uh, year-end 2022 data simply because we know that not everybody wants to enter the data in immediately. Stuff comes up, things have to be changed. And because it is a work in progress, we figure we give them more time rather than less in order to sort of take a look at what's, um, you know, for in order for us to take a look at what we really kind of went in the marketplace. Now, I mentioned to you that commissions have to be offered in order for the um, properties to be entered in the multiple listing service. What properties are not included in the multiple listing service? That's going to be properties such as for sale by owners. So anybody looking to sell their property on their own, they're not, um, hiring a realtor to represent them. Therefore, their properties are not going to be in the multiple listing service. What other properties are not going to be in the multiple listing service in terms of transactions? Those properties where sellers call up uh, based on little signs on the side of the highway that say, we buy ugly houses. Those properties are also will not be included in the multiple listing service simply because the commission is not going to be offered. Another uh, set of properties that are not included in the multiple listing services are going to be the rentals owned by corporate uh, landlords. These are the projects that are 100, 200, 300, 400 units. Um, if these landlords were to go ahead and pay a commission, which in South Florida is generally speaking about 10% of the gross annual rent, if that commission were to be paid out, lo and behold, if you have 100, 200, 300, 400 units, that's a lot of money to be spending annually on commissions. Therefore, many of these groups, what they do is they simply go, they hire up a representative or two, they put them in house and these people process all of the uh, leases. And in return, they make their salary, which is anywhere from thirty to $60,000. A couple other tidbits before we take our first commercial break and we get into what's going on in the, in the um, marketplace. Um, if you have a comment for us, you have a question, please feel free to send a, a, um, a, an email to inquiryaccountvultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll take our, our first commercial break. The other side of the break, we're going to get into what's going on in the South Florida uh, marketplace as for 2022. It's a simple formula and it works. Buy low, sell high. We're Condo Vultures, and when it comes to your real estate, we help you buy low. At Condo Vultures, we represent the buyer, and now's the time to buy. Log on to condovultures.com for more information. Condovultures.com. And remember, before you sell high, you have to buy low. Featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, 60 Minutes, and Time Magazine. Condo Vultures Realty, a licensed Florida real estate brokerage capitalizing on the condo correction since 2006. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski for Condo Vultures. For this particular segment, we're going to be talking about all condos that transacted uh, via the multiple listing service in the year 2022. As mentioned, that's going to be January through December. So what do we got going on? There are currently 12,819 condos on the market, 12,819 uh, condos on the market. This is going to be Miami-Dade to the south, Broward County in the center, Palm Beach County in the north. In terms of the average asking price per unit or per door, one same, one million dollars roughly one million dollars roughly and then price per square foot average asking price for a condo in south florida today 595 bucks a foot 595 dollars a foot now i want to point out to you if you've never listened to our podcast uh, before uh, and if you have listened to your podcast before you this is going to be something you've heard me say over and over and over is that when you look at a condo i want you to consider it to be a commodity i want you to put it in that same category as gasoline as orange juice, as milk, as coffee, pork bellies, you name it. It is a commodity versus a house, which is more of a work of art. What do I mean by that? Typically speaking, when a condo is built or a condo is comes online, 
what you're going to find is there's a lot of uh, aspects that are all going to be the same. It's not really going to matter from one building to another or one floor from another. Really, the difference is in how and why is that, does that happen? Real simple. In a, let's make up a scenario. You got a condo building that is 40 stories tall and there are 10 units per floor. So each of those 10 units will have its own line. There'll be a zero one line, a zero two line, a zero three line, a zero four line, a zero five line, on, on, on. Now that one line, whether it is on the 12th floor, it's on the 20th floor, it's on the 40th floor, all the layouts are gonna be virtually the same as you go up and down throughout that particular line. It's all pretty much gonna be the same. Now, what is gonna differ? What's gonna differ is the height from the view perspective. So if you're on the 12th floor, maybe you don't overlook a building, while if you're, where if you're on the 39th floor, you will overlook that building. And as a result, the premium that is in is put in place, typically from the time it's originally sold, that's what's going to differentiate one unit from another in a particular line. When we advise kind of developers in terms of pricing, what we typically tell them is charge five to fifteen thousand dollar premium per floor as you go higher, and take away five and fifteen thousand dollars from the price as you go lower. Now, what we find is over the course of time, once a building is sold out by a developer and it enters into the resale market virtually all of the units are going to trade based on the price per square foot for that particular line. Some sellers will be able to receive a premium. Generally speaking, it's not that you should necessarily count on. Another thing not to not necessarily count on is if you are a seller and if you went ahead and you over-improved your condo, chances are you're not going to get back what you put into it. Now, maybe you will, but most likely you're not going to get back what you expected. Maybe you're lucky to get back what you invested in, but many times what we find is any kind of over-improvement simply is a benefit to that particular buyer. You can be buying based on price per square foot. Now, how do, would that compare? It would compare to the same way when you pull up to the intersection, there's four gas stations at that intersection. And unless you have some sort of allegiance or some kind of rewards program or a particular uh, company that sells gasoline, chances are you're going for the lowest price per gallon. And that's really how you should be looking at condos versus a single family house. That house in a particular neighborhood, it, the lot sizes could be different. The shape of the lot could be different. The location of the lot could be different. The square footage in the house could be different. Is it two stories? Is it three stories? Is it one story? How many trees are on that property? Uh, where are the trees located? Are they attractive trees? Are they desirable trees? All of these things factor in, which ultimately make a single family house a work of art versus a condo. Um, for the most part, you don't even have to visit other than to make sure it actually exists because you can pretty much run all of the numbers using government records, using the internet, as well as using just closed sales versus the house, completely different type of story. So price per square foot is what you want to focus on when you get to a condo rather than price per unit slash price per door. So 595 a square foot is the average asking price for a condo in South Florida at this moment in time. And um, the condos that are for sale, they've been sitting there for 113 days, 113 days. Now, pending sales, these are the properties that were put on their multiple listing service and have since gone under contract and they're waiting to close. They're called pending sales, 3,100 pending sales, 3,100 pending sales in Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties in South Florida. Average asking price when these condos went under contract, $722,000 a door, 722 a door. What is the price per square foot? Depending average uh, pending sales price when these units went, under, went pending, 437 a foot, 437 a foot, and those pendings. They've been on the market and under contract a grand total of 62 days, 62 days. And then finally, how many units traded in the 12 months of 2022 in South Florida? Just under 42,900 units, 42,900 units. The average transaction price for one of these condos, 
$526,900 in door, five two six nine hundred per door. Average sales price per square foot, three seventy nine a foot, three seventy nine a foot. And then finally, days on market. The condos that traded in uh, twenty twenty two took them fifty two days on average. He listed to go pending and ultimately track transact. Now, when you're looking at condos, a good telltale sign as to what's going on in the marketplace is simply look at days on market. Days on market will reflect what the buyer sentiment is, as well as the seller sentiment. Are the sellers too uh, aggressive in terms of what they think they're going to receive? And are the buyers pessimistic about you know, what a place really work? And typically, days on market will reflect that. So if we look at condo sales in uh, South Florida in the 2022, the average transaction took 52 days from, from, again, listed, pending, closed, 52 days. Now, those condos that are in the market today, they've been there 113 days in counting, 113 in counting. So that suggests there is a disconnect between what the seller wants and what the buyers want to pay, especially as it compares to 2022. We're recording this in the middle of February of 2023. So that would suggest there's definitely a disconnect. And why are these buyers not pulling the trigger the way they were? Well, a variety of different reasons. One, Federal Reserve is still raising interest rates. And as interest rates go up, lo and behold, so do mortgage rates. You also have some questions about um, employment. Employment is still strong at this point, but uh, everyone knows who follows the economy. Employment can sort of turn on a dime and change dramatically and change rapidly. Another thing to keep in mind is the strength of the dollar. If you're a foreign national coming, especially from Latin America and the Caribbean, uh, might be a little bit more expensive to buy it in South Florida now, not only because of price uh, appreciation, but also the strength of the U.S. dollar. So those are all factors that are contributing to what's going on in the uh, condo market in South Florida at this moment in time. Another way to sort of gauge what's going on in the condo market in South Florida is look at the difference, the premium, the spread between the average asking price and the average transaction price in the marketplace. And that typically gives you some perspective. Now, what you look for is if you are a buyer, you look for a um, a difference of about 20% over what you would be looking to spend. So anybody who has an asking price that's 20% over or less, that typically seems to be a seller who's probably going to want to try to do a deal. Where does that deal ultimately get done? Generally speaking, rule of thumb, it'll get done between 8 and 12% above the average transaction price. Generally speaking, in a, in a, in a market that has equilibrium, how do you get that 8 to 12% from a 20% the activity sort of zone? Well, typically split the difference. So that's kind of an easy way to take a look. So what's, let's look at what uh, the differences or the spread or the premium is in South Florida condo prices today. Well, $1 million in doors, what's being asked, the average transaction price was five twenty six nine hundred. That's about a 99% spread or premium that sellers are seeking today in February of 2023 at the peak of the winter uh, buying season. When does that winter buying season go from? Typically it goes from about November, late November, which is around the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving up through April, which is typically tied to Easter and or Passover. And it should be 20% range. We're looking at 99% premium. So you have some sellers that are being very aggressive, which is why these properties are sitting on the market much longer than they were in 2022. What about price for a square foot? What's the spread? As mentioned, the average ask is $595 a foot. The average transaction price in 2022, $379 a foot. That's about a 57% spread or 57% premium. Therefore, again, very aggressive sellers and buyers are sitting on the sidelines. Now, how many condos traded in 2022 in South Florida? 3,574 a month, 3,574 a month. How did I come up with that number? I took the total number of closed sales divided by 12 months, which is 12. And I come up with that 3,574 units trading per month. That will give me my sales velocity or my pace. So if I take that pace of 3,574 per month, I divide it what's currently in the market. 
which is 12,800. I will come up with 3.6 months of supply, 3.6 months of supply. What is the significance of 3.6 months of supply? The significance of 3.6 months of supply means it is a seller's market. How do I come up with that? Typically, equilibrium will be six months. Anything more than six months means the buyer has the advantage. Anything less than six months means the seller has the advantage and there's nothing to choose from. So the South Florida condo market based on the uh, uh, supply, months of supply available, would indicate that this is a seller's market. However, we are at the peak of the winter buying season and the spreads between the average asking price and the average transaction price, coupled with the number of days on the market that those, those properties listed today are sitting there, would suggest that we're probably at the peak of the market and we're probably headed downward as we go forward. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. break. We're going to get the luxury condo market in South Florida. This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I wanted to alert you that if you have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County, South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Cortez, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for north of 15 years. More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get that deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than the hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do, do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Hortis at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, CVRRealty.com. Com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. I want to remind you, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to check out some of the data I'm referring to, just go to the description of this particular podcast. You can also go to condovulturesrealty.com under the market intelligence category. You'll find all of the data we're referring to. If you want to watch this podcast, go to any platform that provides for videos such as Spotify and or you can go to YouTube, our handle is Condo Vultures Type TV. All of the charts will be embedded into the particular podcast. Again, the handle on YouTube is Condo Vultures TV. So this particular category or segment, we're going to be focusing on luxury. If you're newer to South Florida, if you live down here quite some time, one of the terms you're going to hear over and over and over is luxury. Luxury, 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 luxury bottle of booze at a bar, a luxury piece of art at a festival, a luxury condo in a building. So everybody talks about luxury. What does luxury really mean? No one really knows. It's one of these generic terms that gets thrown around quite a bit. And what it's supposed to insinuate is if something is luxurious, there should be a premium associated with it. What does it mean to me? When I see luxury, it means somebody's trying to sell me something at a price, which is much higher than what the price is typically worth. So luxury likes to get thrown around a lot. So we figured we'd bring out a category and we look at luxury condos in South Florida. Now, in order to come up with luxury, because there's so many different definitions and so many different People think uh, uh, about luxury in a different way. We came up with an arbitrary number of being $1 million or seven. So if a property is listed or sold for a, pro a figure of $1 million or more, we're going to deem it luxurious. If a property sells for $999,999, we're going to say it's standard. We're going to say it's not luxurious. So million dollars, that's the number we drew the line in the sand for. And that's what we're going to discuss here is all condos a million dollars or more, whether listed or sold in 2022. So what do we got going on in the luxury condo market in the Tri-County, South Florida area? 2,700 luxury condos for sale, 2,700. What's the average asking price per door for one of these luxury condos? $3.3 million a door, $3.3 million a door. What's the average price per square foot for a luxury condo in South Florida? $1,301 a square foot, 1301. 
and days on market. Those luxury condos that are market today, they've been there 155 days and counting, 155 days and counting. Keep in mind, if a place were to go under contract today, it's probably going to take another 30 to 60 days in order to close. And the average number of days on the market is 155 today. So you're going to see they're pushing real close to 200 days or more to sell one of these luxury condos. Pending sales. These are the units that were put up on the market and have just gone under contract and are certainly waiting close. 466 luxury condos are pending in South Florida, 466. Average um, asking price for those condos that went pending, $3.1 million a door, $3.1 million a door. Average price per square foot for these luxury condos that are pending, $1,201 a square foot, $1,201 a square foot. And those condos that are pending, they've been on the market and pending for a grand total of 93 days, 93 days. Again, real um, uh, good sign of what the sentiment is in the market, days on the market. And I would tell you, looking at this really quickly, it seems as if that the appropriate price condos, luxury condos, are the ones going under contract and the ones that have sellers who are, um, you know, very optimistic about what their place is actually worth. Those are the ones that are sitting there uh, on the market day after day after day and languishing there. Now, in terms of 2022, how many luxury condos traded? 3,919, 3,919. Average transaction price just under $2.5 million a door, $2.5 million a door. Average transaction price per square foot, $1,047 a foot, $1,047 a foot. And it took a grand total of 105 days, 105 days for a luxury condo to trade in South Florida in 2022. As mentioned, days on market is a great telltale sign of what's going on in a particular market in terms of sentiment. In 2022, it took a grand total of 105 days on average for a luxury condo to be listed pending and sold in South Florida. The properties, luxury condos that are in market today, they've been there 155 days and counting. So definitely a disconnect occurring, even though we're at the peak of the winter buying season in South Florida for luxury condos. Now let's talk about that spread, that difference, that premium that sellers are seeking versus the average transaction price. As mentioned, $3.3 million a door is what the average seller is seeking for a luxury condo, where the average transaction price was $2.5 million a door. That's about a 34% spread, 34% spread. Where should that spread be? should be about 20% to gain activity and roughly eight to 12% to get a deal done. So definitely sellers are asking more than what sellers, buyers think it's worth. Now price per square foot spread, 1301 is the average asking price per square foot for luxury condo. The average transaction price is 2022, 1,047 bucks a foot, 1,047 bucks a foot. That's a 24% spread, 24% spread. That suggests that some of these sellers might start, be starting to get a little bit more realistic in terms of trying to bring in an offer uh, to sell their property. Why is that? Because we're at the peak of the winter buying season. Once we end the May, June, July and hurricane season is upon us, humidity is 90 plus percent and temperatures are 90 degrees plus. Then suddenly you're going to start to see a fall off in the number of buyers and some of these sellers are going to be stuck holding onto their condo to the next winter buying season, which will begin roughly in November of 2023. Now let's talk about the average number of luxury condos that's sold per month in 2022. 327, 327 luxury condos sold per month in South Florida. How did I come up with that number? I took the total number of sales, which is just over 3,900, divided by the 12 months in a year, and I'm going to come up with a 327 per month sales pace. Take the sales pace right now, 327, divided on what's on the market, which is 2,700 units. I will come up with 8.3 months of supply, 8.3 months of supply. What does 8.3 months of supply mean? That means this is a buyer's market for luxury condos, buyer's market for luxury condos. What is a buyer's market? It means there's more than the equilibrium case, which is six months of supply. Anything less than six months means the seller has the advantage because there's nothing to choose from. But because there's more than six months of supply right now, 
standing at 8.3 months, that suggests this is a buyer's market where there's increasingly a lot to choose from. Therefore, the buyers are going to be submitting a variety of different offers simply because they have plenty of choices. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a commercial break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk about the distressed market in the Tri-County, South Florida area. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. If you have any questions for us or you want to make a comment, send an email to inquire at condovultures.com, I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. For this segment, we're going to talk about distressed condos in South Florida by way of the multiple listing service that Dan Base said realtors use in order to sell a property and or to identify properties in which to buy on behalf of clients. And again, commissions have to be offered in order for these properties to be included. Now, distressed price sound in two categories. You got the preemptive and the proactive approach, which is called a short sale, where a, an owner who's also a borrower will come up short of repaying the bank what it's owed on the mortgage and therefore will reach out to the bank, try to avoid foreclosure and trying to get a deal done. Why would a bank agree to accept less than what they're owed? Simply to try to avoid a foreclosure process, which will take nine to 12 months or so, could be longer based on how the property is held. In addition to that, there's thousands of dollars in missed mortgage payments, as well as there's gonna be the legal costs that will be incurred. Now, during the Great Recession, People who gave up or went into foreclosure, many of them ended up trying to generate any kind of cash they could because they were going to lose their properties. So what do they do? They stripped the cabinetry, they took out the stoves, they took out the refrigerators. So if a bank wants to take back one of these properties because of non-payment, the last thing they want to do is get into the rehab business. So some banks will opt to simply do a short sale, take the hit on the front end, but not have to deal with all of the other issues that come as a foreclosure sort of works its way through the system. Now, after a property is lost because a owner slash borrower has stopped paying and the bank goes through the legal process, they're able to get title to the property, they're able to get the keys to the property, then they turn around and sell it. That particular property would be called an REO, a real estate owned, a bank owned, or a foreclosure. All are the same. REO, which is real estate owned, it's a category that banks use for the properties they take back. There's also referred to as bank owned, also referred to as a foreclosure. So those are our two categories, uh, short sale, preemptive and proactive and foreclosure after the fact sort of cleanup. So what's going on overall in the South Florida distress market? Right now, there are about 64 distressed condos on the market today in the Tri-County, South Florida area, 64. There are currently 76 that are pending, 76 that are pending. And in 2022, 420 distressed properties traded in Tri-County, South Florida, 420. I take the 420 net traded, I divide it by the 12 months in the year. I'm going to come up with about 35 distressed condos selling per month, 35. If I divide that what's currently on the market, which is 64 units, I'm going to come up with 1.8 months supply, 1.8 months supply. As mentioned, equilibrium is six months. Anything greater than six months is a buyer's market. Anything less than six months is a seller's market. Don't be surprised if the distressed market is always a seller's market. Why is that? Because the bank does not want to flood the market with product. And if the bank were to flood the, the market with product, what would happen to pricing would collapse. Banks are trying to recoup some of the money that's being lost. Therefore, they will do a slow release and release the condos as they see fit in order to bolster pricing. Everybody wants to buy a distressed condo, 
If you're going after a distressed condo and there's only a few that are out there, chances are you're going to fit up the price. So that's the rationale on behalf of the banks. Now, let's get into the each particular category again, short sale and then REO. On the short sale side in South Florida, currently six short sales per sale. Six short sales per sale. Average, average asking price for one of these short sales on average for $39,650 a door. Four three nine six fifty per door. Average asking price per square foot, three fifty five a foot, three fifty five a foot. Days on market for those short sales, 53 days and counting, 53 days and counting. Pending sales that are short sales, 21. 21 are pending. The average asking price per door when it went pending, 209,410 a door, 209,410 a door. Average price per square foot when it went pending, 197 a foot, 197 a foot. And those pendings, they've been on the market and pending for a grand total of 107 days, 107. So in 2022, 56 short sales traded, 56 short sales traded in Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. Average transaction price for one of these short sales, $231,800 a door, $231,800 a door. And average price per square foot, $233 a foot, $233 a foot. Days on market, 82. Took 82 days to close one of these short sales in the Tri-County, South Florida area in 2022. Now let's look at days on market currently. 53 days on the market is what these short sales are. That means they have another month or so before they're likely to transact. If in fact you look at what happened in 2022. So gives you some sense of what the marketplace is. And what is the premium being sought on some of these short sales on the market today versus what was uh, achieved in 2022? Looking at about a 90% spread, 90% premium that sellers are seeking on these short sales. Again, 439,650 is the average ask versus the average transaction price, 231,800 a door. What about price per square foot? About a 52% spread, 52% spread. That spread should be somewhere in the ballpark of 20% of the generated activity and ultimately close somewhere in the vicinity of 8 to 12%, 8 to 12%. We're looking at 52% spread on short sales um, in South Florida uh, currently. Now, how many short sales traded per month in South Florida? Um, 4.7, 4 4.7. Let's round it up. Let's call it five. So we're looking at five short sales trading per month. How did I come up with that? I took the 56 total sales divided by the 12 months of the year. That's where I come up with the 4.7 or roughly five. If I divide that what's currently on the market, which is six, I'm going to come up with 1.3 months of supply, 1.3 months of supply. So 1.3 months of supply, you will remember, represents a seller's market for short sales. Seller's market for short sale. Equilibrium will be six months. Anything less than six months is a seller's market. Let's shift over to the REO, the real estate owned side of the marketplace. Currently, 58 REOs are for sale in Tri-County, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. 58, average asking price, $298,800 a door. $298,800 per door is the average REO asking price. That works out to $294 a foot, $294 a square foot. And those REOs have been on the market 59 days, 59 days. Pending sales for REOs, 55, 55 pending sales. Average asking price for those properties when they went pending. 225,830 a door, 225,830 a door, price per square foot, 239 a foot, 239 a foot. And they've been on the market and pending 51 days, 51 days. Now, finally, day, um, number of total number of REO sales in 2022 in South Florida, 364, 364. Um, average transaction price, 271,420 a door, 271. 420 per door average price per square foot that these uh, REOs traded 230 a foot 230 a foot and then finally it took 36 days for an REO to trade in 2022 in South Florida 36 days compare that to today 
those REOs are sitting on the market for 59 days, 59 days. So something is going on where the buyers are not moving at the same pace that they were in 2022. Maybe it's increased interest rates. Maybe it's the increased spread that the sellers are seeking. So let's take a look at that. Well, it's actually not the spread because the average transaction price in 2022 for a condo per door was 271 400 but the average ask is 296 800 So very close. It's only a 10% spread. And what we have found is typically when that spread is 20% difference, you got activity. And typically a deal gets done at 8 to 12%. So you can see this, this, these REOs are priced to sell, but yet they're not because the days of the market is going up and up and up, which is interesting. Now, what about price per square foot? What is the spread there? Ah, that's coming in at 28% spread where it should be 20% spread. How do we come up with the 28% spread? The average asking price, 294 uh, a square foot. Average transaction price, 2022, 230 a foot. So right in there might be creating some havoc for buyers who are concerned about what the future will hold, especially the economy, and therefore are sitting back saying, why would I pay a premium if I don't know what the future is? Maybe I can get it cheaper as we go forward. Now, let's talk about how many REOs were trading per month in South Florida in 2022. Looks like 30. 30 REOs traded per month in South Florida in 2022. How did I come up with that? I'm looking at 364 sales and dividing it by the 12 months of the year. And that's how I come up with the 30.3 units trading per month. Now, if I take the 30.3, I divided what's currently in the market, which is 58. I will come up with 1.9 months of supply, 1.9 months of supply, which indicates this is a seller's market as expected for REOs in the Tri-County, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. We're going to go ahead. We'll take a commercial break. Other side of break, we're going to talk about the rental market in South Florida. This is Peter Zaliski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I've been in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing columnist for the Miami Herald, as well as the Miami Real Deal, but also extra witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building, or the, what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are an attorney whether you are a institutional fund looking to invest or whether you're a lender who's trying to come up with some sort of a strategy and approach for your lending committee going forward. I don't just want to be able to help you to get a hold of me. Please reach out to Peter at condovultures.com. That's Peter at condovultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. We talked about condos, we talked about luxury condos, we talked about distressed condos. Now we're gonna talk about the rental market. Now, many of you are buying your places as a primary residence and or a uh, home or a vacation home. You're not necessarily thinking about renting it out, but who knows, things change. Lifestyles change, uh, marriages change, family changes, health changes, job changes. So it's important in my opinion, in order to have a sense of what the rental market is, just in case you have to change with the conditions that are sort of dealt with you. So I always like to talk about the rental market. Now, before we get into the rental data, let me go ahead and give you some overview about this rental market. As mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, the MLS is based on commission and a lot of landlords that own hundreds of units, they don't want to pay the commission, which generally speaking down here is 10% of the gross annual rent to be split by the listing agent on behalf of the landlord, as well as the agent representing uh, the particular tenant. So what happens is, is these groups will go ahead and they will put somebody inside, in-house, as they say, one or two people that be on 30, 60 grand, these people will process all the leases and therefore the properties, um, no commissions are paid on it. Now the flip side is none of these properties are going to be included in multiple listing service. So the data we're gonna be referring to is simply gonna refer to those that are listed with the commission 
and that will represent just a fraction of the overall rental market. So keep that in mind when you were uh, talking about rental um, data. Also keep it in mind when you hear about reports about what's going on in the rental market. Unless these individual entities go ahead and reach out to every single building and hope that the information that's shared with them is accurate, basically these rental reports don't really have too much substance to it. Why is that? Well, unlike transaction sales where doc stamps are paid, pay, fees are paid to the government or do a transaction, nothing is paid to the government in order to do a rental. And therefore, it's virtually impossible to get your hands on public records. And therefore, you don't necessarily have a way to defend or to um, question any kind of rental data that's put uh, into the marketplace. So keep in mind, rental data is sketchy. As a result of it being sketchy, we are not going to rely on averages for our statistics for this segment. We're going to look at median. Another reason we're going to look at median is people are looking to run properties on a variety of different um, uh, terms, if you will, in terms of days. Some people will rent properties on a nightly basis. Some will run on a weekly basis. Some on a monthly basis. Some on an annual basis. So rather than go through and do a bunch of heavy lifting for data that going in is already going to be sketchy, we simply take the median number to give you an idea of what's going on. It's the equivalent of licking your finger, holding it up and trying to figure out which way the wind is blowing. But that's about the best we can do and the best anybody can do out there in the marketplace. So median is what we rely on. We will not rely on average. And again, median means the number right in the middle. So what's going on in the rental market today? Roughly 11,900 places are available for rent. 11,900. This is going to include everything except single family houses. Um, for example, apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily, and townhouses. Everything except single family that's listed in the MLS. 11,900 places for rent. Median asking price. Remember the price right in the middle because we don't want to use averages because there's too many variables. 3,450 bucks a month. 3,450 bucks a month. What is that price per square foot on a median basis? $3.37 square foot per month. $3.37 square foot per month. How long have those places that are for rent? How long have they been on the market? 40 days, 40 days and counting. Now, pending rentals, 4515, 4515 properties are under contract to be leased. What's the median asking price when these properties went under contract? 2400 bucks a month, $2,400 a month. What's the median price per square foot monthly? $2.32 square foot per month, $2.32 square foot per month. And then finally, days on market. Those properties that are pending, they went, they were listed for rent and they've been under contract grant tool of 23 days, 23 days. And then finally completed leases in South Florida in 2022, uh, January 3rd, December in Miami, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, 52,100 leases, 52,100 leases. The median transaction price per month for one of these leases, 2,200 bucks a month, $2,200 a month. How much is the price per square foot per month? $2.61 a square foot per month, $2.61 a square foot per month. And then finally, days on market, 20, 20 days on market. Remember, days on market is a telltale sign of what's going on in terms of sentiment between or by the landlord and the tenant. So you can see in 2022, it took 20 days to put a place up for rent, have it go under contract and have at least 20. How many days on market uh, are those properties that are listed today trying to rent out? 40. So it's double. Obviously there's a disconnect between what the landlord wants and what the, the tenant is willing to pay. Now, what does it mean in terms of the pricing? What's the spread? What's the premium there? Typically a place that's offered for about 20% over the median um, transaction price will generate some activity, will generate some offers, and then the old typically gets done anywhere between eight and 12% above what the median price is. So what's the spread uh, price per unit per month? About 57%, 57%. 57%. And what is the price per square foot monthly? About 29%, about 29%. Remember, 
$3.37 a square foot per month is what's currently being sought by landlords versus in 2022, the median transaction price was $2.61 a square foot per month. Now, how many places were leased monthly in 2022 in the Tri-County, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties? 4,340, How did that come up with that? I simply took the number of complete leases, 52,100 divided by 12, which is 12 months in the year. That gave me the, the, the pace, the leasing pace of 4,340. Now, if I take that pace and I divide it what's currently available in the market, which is 11,900, I will come up with this uh, month's supply. Month's supply right now for Reynolds in South Florida, 2.7 months of supply, 2.7 months of supply. As mentioned, equilibrium is six months. Anything greater than six months means the, the tenant will have the advantage because there's lots to choose from. But because there's only 2.7 months of supply, that would suggest that the landlord has the advantage. Landlord has the advantage statistically. However, let's look at days on market, which again is double for those that are listed today versus what it took in 2022. And then let's look at the spreads where on a price per square foot monthly basis, it's 29% spread where it should be somewhere in that vicinity of eight to 12%. So you can see there's a disconnect occurring between what landlords want and what tenants are willing to pay. And as we go forward, do not be surprised to see, because we're at the peak of the winter buying season right now, don't be surprised to see as we start to get into the hot and humid days of hurricane season, when it's 90 plus humidity and 90 plus degree temperature, that the number of rentals falls off relatively dramatically. So I would say overall in South Florida, we're probably past our peak going forward based on uh, the situation going on economically, whether it be on a local a national or a global basis, there's some downward pressure, including increasingly higher interest rates that are probably going to make this a softer and an easier, more flexible rental market for those people looking to rent in the months in um, possibly quarters ahead. So that's a wrap up of the South Florida condo market in 2022. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me remind you, if you have any comments or questions, please send an email to inquiryaccountofvultures.com, inquiryaccountofvultures.com. And again, if you want to see any of the charts we're referring to, you got two options. One, go to the um, description of the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Number two, go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com. There you'll find the market intelligence. Click on that and all of our charts will be made available uh, not only for this podcast, for all previous podcasts, as well as it's our intention to post all of the charts in all podcasts only for it. If you want to watch the podcast, go to any platform that provides for video, including Spotify and or go to YouTube where our handle is Condovultures TV, Condovultures TV. The charts are embedded into the podcast. So you have it all right there as you're watching in your consoling. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I want to remind you, we do weekly podcasts. Take a look at various segments of the South Florida condo market. We also now have brought back our reporters roundtable podcast where we bring together current and former journalists, talk about some of the biggest news stories that have occurred within the last week, and we give you some context as to whether or not they're important and why they're important. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Until next time, I'm Peter Zulisky of Condo Vultures. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch up very soon. Ciao, ciao. 